Good deal. Good morning, church. Sorry, I'm off my game today. I was sitting in there under the fan, and it felt so good, I didn't want to move. <laughs> it's just a little warm today, just a little bit, but not too bad. I was up here yesterday afternoon getting some stuff set up, and it was like, I don't know, like 90 in here. So let's appreciate the fact that it's not that hot today, and uh, enjoy the time that we have together, whether you're here in person or online. And as we have more people filter in, uh, I pray you guys are excited to join us this morning and have a great time as to do something completely, well, not completely, but somewhat different. Different this week. So uh, looking forward to a change of pace uh, to a degree as we continue our series. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. We don't have a question for you. So if you're in person or online and you're like, well, I need, I need something to warm me up, then just talk amongst yourselves online uh, here in person. Make sure you, you, uh, you get a chance to catch up with people before you leave today and check in and see how they're doing and have a great conversation with them on your time. But I don't have a question for you because we got some special guests today that I'm going to invite up here in a little bit. and We're going to do some fun things together. Okay. So uh, one quick note, programming note before I go too far, for those in-house, we do have coffee set up. So if you're a coffee drinker, I know it's warm, but if you're still a coffee drinker, uh, it's in there. There's also uh, donuts from the Apple Barn. So more incentive for you who are online. You ever want to come visit us? Hey, you never know what special treat you're going to get. You want want an awesome uh, free donut from the Apple Barn that that are so, so delicious. Matter of fact, I told Marin that she needs to stop uh, because I'm trying to lose some weight and those things are too tempting. Uh, So uh, I might look like one by the time I'm done if I eat too many of those, but they're so, so good. So thank you for bringing those, Marin, first of all. And second of all, make sure you get a one before you leave or take one home with you. And uh, if you want to grab a cup of coffee, feel free to do that or grab some water. If you're like me, I had got to have my water today. Uh, so make sure you do that. If you're new here, I want to make sure you know that uh, we want to welcome you in person. So make sure you, you talk to uh, Miss Dawn or Miss Becky in the, at Susan Rainer somewhere. But make sure you connect with somebody right before you get out of here. We'd love to be able to help you out uh, to get you integrated a little bit. If you're online, make sure that you tell us you're new here too. All right, like or love a comment we're going to post. We want to know that so that we can get up with you as well. So make sure you're, uh, you're doing that so we can get you a free gift online as well. All right, let me go through a couple of quick announcements before we get into the fun this morning. Uh, let's see, what do we got first? First is Faith Work Day, all right? So Faith Work Day is Saturday, June 26th at 8 a.m., all right? So if you're a guy or gal, it doesn't matter who you are, really, and you like to work with your hands or you're pretty handy in some form or fashion, then uh, come see us Saturday, June 26th at 8 a.m., uh, we're going to start there, and we're going to work on quite a few projects, some in the cafe, some around the place. Just, just come and find me. If you're like, what are we going to do? What do I need to bring? Just let me know. I'll help you out, okay? Saturday, June 26th, 8 a.m. All right. Uh, we also have something else cooking for the summer, a bunch of stuff, but one is Believer's Basic Training. So if you're new here, we try to do this several times a year uh, to help integrate people into the, into the process and, and find out more about who you are and about how you fit in here. And so if you'd like to continue to stick around, I think, hey, this might be a good fit for me, or I'll need to explore that a little more. We provide two sessions this summer. We're going to do it June 13th, 20th, and 27th. And then we're going to do it July 11th, 18th, and 25th, all right? So for those online, maybe you're out this weekend because the summer and weekends are crazy. This is why we did two sessions in the summer. So if you can't make the first three-week session, you can do the next, hopefully. It's on Sundays immediately after the morning experience. And so uh, if you want to be involved in that and you want to get to know us a little more and figure out how you fit in, 
Sign up for one of those. Find me or a Connect Team member uh, before you get out of here so that we can get you signed up for one of those two, three-week sessions. It's about an hour each week, so it's only three hours total. We just try to break it up uh, over those three weeks so we're not keeping you here for too long. So make sure you find somebody before you leave. If you're online and you're thinking, well, I'd like to do that, and I, I can be there for some of those, let us know online too. We'll hook you up. We'll get you plugged in. Uh, or if you're going to be here in person next time you can come, make sure you let us know. We'll get you there signed up as well. All right, a couple of the fun more, a lot of more fun things. I'm not going to list all of these, but the one that is most pressing and uh, soonest is a paddle and a picnic for our fate summer of fun. So we're going to do a paddle on the Hoosick River. Uh, for those of you who are paddlers, or maybe you've never paddled, it's totally okay because this this is a fairly introductory uh, river. It's not hard at all. It's just a matter of, uh, and if you fall out, usually the water's so shallow, you can just roll over and get back up. So it's really okay uh, if you're not a paddler, but want to give it a shot. If you don't have a boat, we can find you a boat somehow, some way. We can get you some way to get on this water. All right. So it's going to be about a two hour float, water level permitting, maybe faster, maybe a little slower. So we're going to paddle the Hoosick from Williamstown down to here and hop out and we're going to have a picnic here at the church uh, that day. So hopefully that's something that interests you. Or if it isn't, maybe you know a friend who wants to paddle or get on the water or just come and eat that day. All right. So it's, it's Saturday, June 19th, going to be around 10 a.m. We'll give you more details next week as we look forward to that because it's a couple of weeks out. It's Father's Day weekend. So it's a great activity to invite your, uh, your dads or guy friends into if you like to get on the water. Uh, they, if they want to fish, they can fish. If they want to just float, they can float. Do whatever you want to do. So invite, encourage, bring people into this. We'd love for you to do that. There's a whole bunch more going on this summer. Uh, keep looking out on our, our updates that we do every week and here on Sunday as we keep you posted as to what's happening as we got a whole bunch of stuff going. All right. Last thing, every week we encourage you to give. We, we are always about generosity, about how we can help. So one, before we give, I encourage you to get. So if you're in need, and you're like, man, I could really use some assistance for whatever it is. Maybe I'm short on food this month or electric bill, whatever the case is. Please let us know. Call us at 802-823-7828 or email us, faithchurchvt at gmail.com. There's a bunch of ways to connect with us, so please do that. We want to make sure we, we can help you out where we can. Uh, we can't promise everything. We can try to meet you uh, in some need at least, all right? So make sure you let us know. For those of you who like to give, we encourage your generosity and sharing in, in all your facets, whether it's coming to help out on work days or just being with us uh, for paddling a picnic or stuff like that, but also financially, if you like to give of your finances, uh, it's really easy to do so. Faithchurchvt.com. Press the give button. That's all you got to do. It's really easy. If you're in person, you can give in, in the baskets to my left, right, and in the back. Uh, but online giving is super convenient, super easy. You can even set it to be on a monthly cycle. It's all safe and secure. So we encourage you to do that as well. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, first and foremost, for doing that. Uh, we appreciate your, your generosity in all facets, all right? So thank you for that. All right. That's all I got for announcements. So we're going to do something pretty fun today. I'm looking forward to this. And uh, I don't even know who we're going to get up here at any, any one moment. But we're going to get into a, something, something radically different. All right? So we're into week four of our series entitled Family Matters. Everybody liking this series so far? Family Matters. We talked about men, women, right? Women last week. We haven't talked about men yet. We're going to do men next or in Father's Day. But women. We did women. And uh, that was good. I had a good time doing that one. And I think Jen had a good time. Everybody liked seeing Jen up here last week, right? Yeah. All right. It wasn't me. Yes. <laughs> it was good. So each week we've been looking at God's design for us and how we're made like him 
in all facets, right? In his character and, and, and the facets like we're relational beings, right? We're completely relational. We, ha- we are lived and designed for each other. And so we looked uh, last week at God's design for women, whether single, married, or with kids. And if you're a lady, I encourage you to look and uh, watch that one back on YouTube. Uh, maybe you can do it a couple of times. It's on a podcast format, too, so make it easy for you to consume if you want to take bits and pieces. Uh, so do that. Uh, this week is fitting that we turn our attention to the last facet uh, of being a woman, which is children. It's children this week, all right? It's interesting and, and fitting that we do that because uh, after creating man and woman, God gave this command in Genesis 1.28, and we're going to read it together. It's going to be up on the screen. Well, I encourage you to read along with me as we read Genesis 1.28, and it says this. It said, God blessed them, meaning man and woman, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Be fruitful and multiply. What does this mean? It means grow. It means to expand. It means to, to reproduce. Uh, that's very practical terms, but in, in more existential terms, it means pour your creative energy into crafting a beautiful world and sharing it with a new generation, teaching them to do the exact same thing. That's what he's talking about. Be fruitful and multiply here, right? That's God's command. But have you ever wondered, why did God design it this way? You ever been there? Maybe you haven't. Maybe it's the first time you've thought about this, but why did God design it this way? Why did God create a process that requires humans to multiply by having babies that take years to become adults? Maybe you haven't thought about that. Think about it now, right? Why didn't God design humans to to multiply like earthworms, right? Where one adult just kind of splits and becomes another adult. That would have been much simpler, right? In many facets and forms. He could have done anything. So why kids? Why kids? Those of you who spent more than an hour around a two-year-old might have uh, understand where I'm coming from with this question this morning. You might have said something to the effect of, why, Lord, right? Why, God, have you designed kids, right? Why two-year-olds? Can we just, uh, it, it, babies are cute. We got babies. That's fine. I understand babies, right? They, everybody loves babies. Uh, and then two-year-olds come along. It's like, oh, wow, let's just skip this to like 10, right? Or, or 20. I don't know what it was. Let's just skip this whole process in between. So why? Why did this happen? To help us answer that, I've asked for some special guests to join us this morning because uh, I think it's going to be beneficial for all of us. Every week we have an awesome Faith Kids team that does a fantastic job teaching these kids uh, how to live and love like Jesus. But this week I've asked a few of them uh, to, to come up here with us this morning and help teach us. All right? So I think everyone had such a great time last week with having Jen up here, so I wanted to kind of double down. All right, I'm going to double down this process. I'm going to make it uh, even, even better by having even more people up here at one time and uh, making it completely crazy. So this is either going to be the best Sunday message yet or it's going to completely fall apart. Either way, it's going to be okay. We're going to have a good time doing it no matter what, all right? So we're going to welcome our first guest or guests. My wife's going to help me put in however many you want to send up here. We got groups of, we got three groups coming this morning. Anybody ever seen the, uh, the show, The Kids Say the Darndest Things? Yeah, yeah, a couple of you? Okay. All right, I'll watch back a couple. Of, yeah, for, for, oh, let me get you another seat. See, that's why I bought a third one. How about that? All right, let's scoot me over a little bit. Scoot you over. We want to see everybody. All right. We good? Perfect. Okay. All right, here we go. Everybody see everybody? All right, great. Here we go. Da, da, da. Let me turn it on. All right, so I watched a few of those back this week. All right, as inspiration, and I'm no nearly as good as any other of the hosts who do this, so uh, this probably won't be nearly as funny, but we're going to give it a shot, and it shouldn't be funny anyway, but it's going to be informative, hopefully. 
So let's warm you guys up this morning. Let me, I'm going to ask your names, and then I'm going to ask you a little warm-up question, okay? So you just do your best answer as honestly as you want, all right? No pressure. All right, so let's introduce yourselves. What's your name this morning? My name is Hannah. Hannah, all right. What's your name? I'm Naomi. Naomi, and way over here to this side, if I can reach around you, I'm sorry. Ellie. Ellie, all right. So what's your favorite movie? I don't know. You don't know. What's your favorite, uh, you have a favorite character in a TV show or a book? No, you don't have anything. Who's your favorite person? God. God, well, that's a good answer. All right. What about your favorite movie or TV show or book? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, who's your favorite person then? God's already taken. My mom. Your mom. Why your mom? Why is your mom your favorite person? Because she takes care of me. She takes care of you. Well, listen, that's what I'm supposed to do. That's good. All right, Miss Ellie, you got a favorite movie, book, story? Sorry, again, reaching through you. No. No? Who's your favorite person then? You guys are doing great. You're making me look really good. Favorite person in your family, maybe, or extended family? Nobody? This works better if you talk. All right, we're going to get this going. That's why I asked you one more questions. All right. Okay, now, I know you guys are really smart, and you're really insightful, okay? But we're going to kind of do this together, all right? We're going to do this together, all right? Uh, I want us to look at the Bible together, and we're going to look at Mark 10, 13 through 16 together, okay? So it's, you, you can't see it because you're up here with me. So you got to experience what I experience. It's going to be up there for everybody who can, who can read it. And uh, you're going to help me out with this this morning, okay? So here we go. There's, there's no better way to look and see, all right, why children? That's the question, right? Why kids? Why kids? Why do you, why, why do you, why, what's kids about, right? So there's no better way to answer that than to look at the Bible. So we're going to look at that uh, in Mark 10 through 36. But before we do, we've got to get some context. And context means we've got to figure out what's going on around this story, right? So here in Mark 10, we see Jesus out in a field with a huge crowd of people, all right? He's out in a huge crowd of people. And everybody's gathered around him. Everybody is trying to get, ask questions and get answers about huge life stuff. And it's just lots of things going on. It's just lots of movement and crazy. It's just huge. It's crazy veil for around Jesus right now, right? And so Jesus always likes to teach whenever he has lots of people around. He's like, hey, can I tell you something? And they're like, yeah, let's listen up, right? And so he's teaching them about a whole bunch of stuff, all right? Now, there's kids there. There's adults there. There's grandparents there. There's a whole bunch of people sitting around. Now, whenever parents are talking, maybe you can help me out with this. Whenever parents are talking together, you ever been there where your parents are talking to other parents? Yeah, you done that? Okay. When they're doing that, what are you doing? Uh, I don't know. You don't know what you're doing? Is it, okay, how about this? Is it fun when they're talking to other parents, or are you, like, bored? Like, this is completely bored. I'm kind of bored. Kind of, of course you are, because you're a child. You should, that's right, you're bored. What about you? Are you bored? You're like, oh, this is, this is fun. I'm bored. You're bored. Of course you are. Are you bored, Miss Ellie? When kids, no. no, you're not bored. Well, you're the exception to the rule. Okay, all right. Yeah, a lot of times you're bored. Maybe you're not, but a lot of times you are, right? So he was sitting around. He was talking to a bunch of adults, and the kids were kind of milling around. But the family started to notice something like, man, this is Jesus. This is maybe our only opportunity as Jesus is sitting here talking. This might be our only chance for our kids to come up and actually see this man, to see and talk to him. And so the families began bringing their kids up to Jesus, right? And he was going to, they were hoped that he was going to bless them. Now, blessing means a whole bunch of stuff to a lot of people. But what it means in this way is that they hoped he would pray to God so that God would watch over the kids, uh, that he, they would be provided for for their whole lives, they'd be cared for. That's what they hoped. They said, man, if we can just get the kids close to Jesus, he's going to pray for them, and he's going to bless them, and they're going to have just this awesome life because Jesus is just this awesome guy, right? 
So as he was doing this, the, the, the families were bringing him in. And now the disciples, you know, who guys, you know who the disciples are? Anybody know who this? That's the people who are really close to Jesus, right? They're like the, his 12 closest friends, right? They were hanging out together. And the disciples were kind of around Jesus. And they saw these families being, uh, bringing up their kids. And they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Because they thought that Jesus was really, really important. Do you think Jesus is important? Yes. Yes. How about you? Yes. Yes, you do. Jesus is important, right? That's an easy answer. Yes. Yes, thank you. Good. You're not contrarian today. Perfect. All right. Jesus is important. Right. And so the disciples thought this too. They said, man, Jesus is so important. And he's got these important people asking him important questions. So why should we let little kids come up and talk to him? Because he's got more important people to talk to. Right. He's got more important things to do. Right. They thought that the blessing kids was just a waste of time. So they started to turn the kids away. They said, hey, you're great. We don't got time for you today. You got to go on, right? You got to move on. See, and so that would be her. That would hurt your feelings. Would that hurt your feelings? Yes. Yes, of course it would. That would hurt your feelings too, wouldn't it? And Ellie, yes, you can shake your head about there. Of course it would. You won't, you don't, nobody wants to be turned away, right? Nobody wants to be turned away. And so they kept turning them away. And so let's read here, Mark 10, 13 through 16, as we see what it says. It says, they were bringing children, the parents to him, that he might just touch them, right? They just might touch them. And the disciples rebuked them and said, get out of here. We don't need you guys. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant, means angry. And he said to them, let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms, the kids, not the disciples. (laughs) He took the kids in his arms, and he blessed them, laying his hands on them. You see, in that culture, and even today, maybe you've experienced this, that, that kids are seen sometimes as a burden. It's like, oh, kids, really? Who wants those things, right? I mean, I got much more important things to do than hang out with a bunch of kids, right? <laughs> or at least maybe I can spend a couple hours with them a day, but I really have other things to do with my time, so yeah, I can really do without them. And so even then, in our culture today, sometimes kids are just an annoying distraction. They're just something you've got to tolerate until they're old enough to contribute uh, or maybe move out on their own, right? So that's kind of how they perceive kids. But Jesus' response here reset the disciples' expectations and hopefully resets ours and re- reorients our understanding of who kids are and why they're important. So what was Jesus' response whenever they turned away? You remember we just said it. What was Jesus? Was he happy or angry whenever they were turning the kids away? Angry. Angry. He was upset. Angry. Angry, that's right. Was he mad, El? Yes, no? He was upset. Mad. He was mad. He was angry. You guys ever get mad? Yes. No. What was the one time you got mad? You got one time, oh, I was so mad at who or over what? My brother. Oh, your brother. Oh, no way. Not your brother. He's an angel. No, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> what did he do? After God. Oh, you forgot, but you were mad at him. You remember you were mad, huh? All right. You ever been mad? What were you mad at or, or about? My brother, whenever he turned. Whenever he takes my toys and plays with them without asking. Oh, takes your toy? No, he can't do that. You don't do that. They See, they're bad-mouthing you up here. I don't think you do that. All right, what about you, Ellie? You ever been mad at something? You guys are doing great. Every brother I have. Every... <laughs> All right, you see, everybody? This is what happens when you get a bunch of ladies together. I'm just joking. <laughs> you guys are doing great. You guys are doing great. All, all the brothers, man, brothers, brother, bad rap. Jeez, don't worry. You'll get your time in a minute, all right? You'll get your time. 
Brothers, yeah, I understand. So you get mad. So Jesus was mad. Now, when Jesus gets mad, he only gets mad every once in a while, and he is very rare. So when he gets upset, you better pay attention, right? Because most of the time, Jesus was kind. He was helpful. He loved people. So when he gets mad, it's for a really, really good reason, right? So he is upset. He's upset. Jesus recognized that the disciples weren't thinking right, right? He's like, you guys have got it all backwards, right? They weren't thinking anything like Jesus. His life's work, his death, his resurrection was for who? Who do you think it was for? Was it for certain? Everybody. Thank you. I didn't put you. Everybody. That's right. It's for everybody, right? No matter the age, no matter the ability, everybody in the kingdom of God is of equal value, of equal worth, of equal love, of equal attention, right? That's why you get to be up here this morning, right? Now, the kingdom of God or heaven on earth, that's what that means, was that he was living and teaching, was about bringing all families into God's family, right? To living a new life together where rights, values, and worth are reoriented back to the way God designed them to be. I'm losing my place. Sorry. All right. So as the disciples are turning away, Jesus uses the moment to teach them this lesson again. He said, all right, guys, I'm angry, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this for a good reason, right? So he calls the children back and tells everyone around him. He says, you think I'm important. This is what Jesus said. He said, you think I'm important and powerful, and I'm here for important and powerful people. And you're right. You're right. But it's not great teachers, it's not great leaders, it's not the important adults in the space, it's not this big crowd of people, it's not the number of people. It has nothing to do with any of that. Nothing to do. The important, the powerful, the ones that are really treasured are you guys, our children, kids, right? And unless you become like them, he says something just remarkable here. We don't, we don't need to miss this. He says, unless you become like them, you're not allowed into this new family. You can't be a part of this new Jesus-following community unless you become like a child. Like a child. Now, obviously Jesus didn't mean you had to literally go back to being a child because that would be impossible. Can you go back in time? Are you time travelers? No. Oh, man, I hope you were. I, like, I wanted to go back in time. All right, so you're not time travelers. So you can't literally go back to being a kid, but what he is saying is that they're, they're, we have childlike ways we need to get back to, right? To authentically live for and like Jesus, we have to be like you guys, right? So to help us uncover those three, we're going to ask you guys one, then we're going to have the next groups come up, okay? So here's the question I got for you that's going to help us uncover this first way we're going to like a kid, like a child. So let me ask you this. I want some good answers, all right? You get great answers on the being mad questions, so let's keep this thing rolling, all right? So when you're having a bad day, all right, when you're having a bad day, who or what helps you feel better? My mom helped me feel better by hugging me. Oh, Perfect. Hugging you. you see, all right, we'll get back to you in a minute. All right, hugging you. Who, who makes you feel better? My mom or my best friend. Your best friend. What's her, his or her name? Uh, Emerson. Emerson. All right, make you feel better. All right, Ellie, who makes you feel? I'm sorry, I'm going to reach past you again. What makes you feel better or who? Daddy. Me. All right, not mom. Okay, well, good for me. Woo. All right, awesome. All right, so what, well, let me phrase it this way. You said your mom. Is she always there for you? Like if you have a bad day, like maybe, you know, five, five times out of the week, and you're just bad day, bad day, bad day. Is she always there for you? I don't know. You don't know? Well, I hope you know. Are she mostly there for you? Yes. Yes, all right, that's good. Mostly is good enough, all right? What about you, your mom or your best friend? Are they always there for you? Like I can always count on them. I don't know. You don't know? Most of the time, maybe? Okay, good stuff. We're, we're very, all right, you're very particular. That's good. That's all right. Just don't give me any old answer. All right, Ellie, or, or am, I, am I always there for you? Don't lie. No. Ah, see, I know you're going to give me the right answer. No. Maybe most of the time? Like half 
Half the time, well, all right, maybe I'll take half the time, I guess, all right. So would you say that you trust them? Like you trust your mom, your best friend, me. You're like, all right, I can trust these people. They're going to be here, right? They're going to be here. Awesome. That's important, isn't it? Trust is important. Any relationship you ever have, the, the founding thing, the, the whole bottom line is if you don't trust them, then you're not going to have a relationship with them, right? You're not going to be around them very often. You're not going to like them. They're not going to like you. You got to have trust, right? So for children, and you guys have been there, if you're in a stable home, you got a great mom, you got a great dad, uh, trust comes easy. It comes easy. Things and people in, in, in children's lives that are from stable homes particularly are reliable, they're faithful, they're always there when they need them, right? You, you know when you show up in the morning that your mom's going to help you get ready for school, right? Or your dad, somebody's going to help you get ready, right? Yes, okay, somebody's going to be there to, to, to do those things for you, right? Trust is easy in a place like that. And that security makes the world a safe place to be. It gives them the freedom to explore and take risks because they know somebody will be there to catch them if they fall. Being a child in God's family means learning to trust him in the same way. And I say learn because as adults, guys, here's, here's a reality. As you get older and as I'm older, I become a little more skeptical. All right? I don't trust very easy. That means, this means I don't really try. I'm like, all right, do I really know you? I don't know if you're a good person or not. Are you a good person? Yes. All right, well, maybe you are, but I don't know if I believe you or not. So I don't know you well enough. So, right? so I'm a little more skeptical. So I've got to learn to trust, right? You've got to learn to trust. It takes time and experience with people to trust them. And Jesus understood this, right? So everywhere he went, everything he did, everything he said, the miracles he performed, the love and care he showed to everyone, earned trust. It built that trust up, right? And with a child in his arms, he was showing them to live in a bold, radical, countercultural way, to be unafraid of failure in every facet of our lives, that we have to trust him with a childlike trust. And when we do that, we're living out our design. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says this. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. That's a lot of you, right? All your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. We're to be like a child, and that we trust God completely in every part of our lives. That's the first way. You guys did great. Everybody give them a big clap as they get out of here. Thank you so much this morning. You had the, you had the longest haul. You guys did fantastic. Thank you so much. Exit stage left. There you go. All right. Great job. Now we got our next crew up here today. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Let's just move this one and put you here. There you go. Sit right there. Can you do that? Whoops. It's going to move around on you. You better be careful. It's going to throw you off like a bull. Oop, can't lean that far down. You got me. All right. Sit. Oh, I can help you. Rawr. There you go. Woohoo. Okay. All right. Here we go. Let's introduce ourselves. Nobody knows you, all right? You're both the quiet ones. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, what's your name? Uh, Jubal. Jubal. Do you know your middle name, Jubal? No. No, you do know your middle name. Do you know your last name? No. <laughs> wow, you don't know a whole bunch of nothing. All right, what's your name? Jonas. Jonas. Do you know your middle name, Jonas? Teague. Teague. Do you know his middle name? Shiloh. All right, good job, brother. All right, good job. You are related, correct? Yeah, they don't look anything like me, so they're not related to me, but uh, they're related to each other, right? All right, what's your favorite movie? Do you have a favorite movie or a character? Uh, it's... Yeah? The Last Dragon of the World. 
The Last Dragon. You mean that Raya and the Last Dragon? Was that the movie? Raya and the Last Dragon? She doesn't know. My wife doesn't know. My, my girl knows. Yeah, okay. You like that movie. All right. Favorite movie? I don't really have a favorite movie. All right. Favorite person or character or anything? Book. It doesn't matter. Favorite book so far is The Magic Tree House, The Night at Dawn. All right, very cool. All right, excellent. All right, so let's get into it this morning. This is the second way we need to be like children. What's your favorite meal and who makes it? What's your favorite food and who cooks it? All right? Uh, What's the favorite thing you like to eat? Dad. No, you don't like to eat me. I hope not. That'd be horrible. <laughs> We're not cannibals. What, what, do you, <laughs> what do you like to eat? Burgers, fries, nuggets. What do you like to eat? I like to eat cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. Who makes cheeseburgers? My dad. Oh, <laughs> awesome. I thought you were going to say fast food. All right, great. Me. All right, what else? What do you like to eat? Favorite meal? Taco Bell. Taco Bell, all right. Taco Bell's making that, all right, okay. Now, what would you eat if Taco Bell wasn't around, and what would you eat if Dad wasn't around, all right? So if you're going to eat something and Dad's not here, what are you going to eat? A Cheeto Puff. A Cheeto Puff. (laughs) You're going to eat a cheese puff, all right? You can do that yourself. You don't need me for that, right? What are you going to have if Taco Bell's not around? What are you going to (laughs) eat? Stir fry. Stir fry. Who makes that? Mom or dad. Mom or dad. All right. Very cool. All right. One of my favorite movies, guys, from a movies. One of my favorite movies is Blues Brothers. Who, who, everybody like Blues, Blues Brothers? Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. Not, not 2000, not the other remake, just the first one. All right. Just the first movie. And in that movie, there's a, there's a line in a song that says, everybody needs somebody. Everybody needs somebody. Now, without breaking into song, that's what Jesus is saying this morning, right? That living in God's family means living like a child. It means we are dependent on him and on others, right? Now, dependent is an ugly word today, right? Unless you're filing your taxes, and then it's a good word. But if you're not filing your taxes, it's a bad one, right? We encourage our children to be independent, to be self-reliant, right? We praise hardworking self-starters, and we see those that need others as the weak or you're lazy, right? But biblically, dependence on the right things is healthy and it's encouraged. Community and family, hold on just a second. Community and family are interdependent relationships, right? It means we have, are given each other as gifts from God, even when it doesn't seem that way sometimes, right? We're giving each other as gifts from God, not burdens. We're specially made to experience and share this life together, needing one another to live in the full joy of God, just like he has designed it. Now, children are the perfect example of this, whether they're, uh, when they're young children, like Mr. Jubal here, he's dependent on everything, right? In the house, uh, he's not a whole lot he can do by himself, right? There's some things, and he does a lot of them very well, but a lot of things he cannot and won't do by himself, right? So when they're young children, they're dependent on food, right? Most of the time, you're not making your own food unless it's a cheese puff, right? Uh, clothing, right? We have to get your clothes, and you have to buy your clothes, and what a great shirt today. Perfect. So who picked that one out for you? I think you did it yourself. Good job. All right. Uh, clothing, housing, you know, you don't have your own room, right? All right. You got to have some place to stay. Uh, toys, rides, you got to have all those things. Somebody gives you those things, right? Yep, you need somebody to give you those things. If they don't give it to you, you ain't getting it, all right? Because neither one of you have a job, as I well know, all right? Right. Now, as they get older, they're dependent on what? Advice and relationships, right? Work, right? Wisdom in handling bad situations, training in, in just general life skills, right? And through the whole process with a younger role, they're looking for love. They need love. They're dependent on that. 
For someone to be dependent, though, means to have someone in their lives that's dependable. And while people will let you down one day, I know I haven't because I'm awesome, but other people in your life one day, <laughs> I'll do it too, will let you down. Uh, systems in your life are going to fail, but God is always going to come through. That's what Jesus is saying here. Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8 says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. It should be up on the screen. He's going to hand it up there for you. Whose trust is in the Lord. He's like a tree. Here's his dependent part. He's like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream, and it does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green, and it's not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. Those who depend on God know that He's always, always, always going to provide. We're not surprised, are we, when a child who is dependable, or who has dependable parents, rather, and is dependent on them, is healthy, happy, and carefree, are we? You see, a, you see a, great, a, a good family with a good support system, and it's no surprise that the kids are happy and smiling and running around and having a great time wherever they are. They're happy. They're carefree. Knowing that their clothes are going to always be cleaned, right? By mom, usually, right? And supper's going to be on the table. So being like a child in God's family means depending on him for all things and knowing he's got it all taken care of. That's way number two. Thank you guys for sharing with us this morning. Appreciate that. All right. Good job. Good job. Good job. Good job. Hopefully we have a third one because I got more questions to ask. We could do a mix. We get a super, super ending party. We're going to have more people. All right. Bring, bring me the best of the group. I want the best of the best. <laughs> I'm just joking. Anybody will do. Let me, let, me get, let me get one or two of each. I only have three seats, so it can't be too many. Miss Ellie's going to come back up. Come up and sit up here closer to me this time, Mel. You're going to give me great responses. Let me get this one more. Whoever does an awesome job. You all did great. You all did fantastic so far. There you go. You get to close this out. You started us off, close us out. It's the same three. It's the, it's the, what was that TV show back in the 70s and 80s? Charlie's Angels, right? All right. That's it. I don't know if there are three of them. I don't know that show. But anyway, all right. That's too old for me. All you old fogies know that. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> all right. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. All right. So, God, we know your name. We know your favorite movie. What's the best present you've ever gotten? I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Well, all right. What's one present that you like above all the rest? What's one thing in your room that's like, oh, this is my favorite thing ever? Baby, mini baby dolls. Mini baby dolls. Not mini baby dolls, but mini baby dolls with a with plural. Lots of them. Or small ones? No, like the mini, like the, like the size of, like, born babies. Okay, gotcha. Small baby dolls. That's your favorite. Why is that your favorite? And why is that your best, the best presents? Because they're cute. Because they're cute. All right, all right, great. They're cute. All right, what's the best present you've ever gotten? Do you remember one that stands above the rest? My stuffed animal dino. Stuffed animal dino. All right, awesome. I'm hoping it's a dinosaur, right? Okay, good. I got that right, right? All right. Why is that your favorite? Because dinosaurs are my favorite animal. All right. Dinosaurs are your favorite animal. Do you have a favorite dinosaur? Everybody's got a favorite dinosaur. You got one? They're all my favorites. They're all your favorites. All right. That's a great answer. It's like children. They're all my favorites. All right. What's your favorite or best present you've ever gotten? That's hard, isn't it? It's a hard question. I have a stuffed animal named Scarlet. That's a horse. All right. A horse. Are you, do you like horses? Horses. You like horses? Do you ever have you ever ridden a horse? Yes. Yes. You know all the answers for her. What's this? Are you reminding her? Are you are you got a hand stuck up her back telling her what to say over here? Is that <laughs> That's great. All right. Awesome. You like horses. Favorite gifts? Good deal. All right. How about this? Do you have a favorite superhero? Superman. 
super character in a movie? No, you don't have a favorite? I do. Who? Captain America. Captain America, all right. Uh, I forgot its name. That's okay. What's it, what did they do? Batgirl. Batgirl? Yeah. All right, that works. Do you have a favorite superhero? Supergirl. Supergirl, that's a great answer. All these girls. All right, great. Okay, Captain America. That's right. All right. Very cool. All right, so what we have here is that a child who is, is, is built, has a life rather, built on trust and dependence, means they're set free to express something. Oh, you know what? I need to answer you that. Let me ask you this. It's going to make more sense. When you opened the present, how did you feel? Excited. Excited. So what did you do? Did you say or act in any sort of way? Can you imagine what you did? Yell. You yelled? Yelled. You yelled. All right. Very cool. So what did you do when you got dino? It was there before. It wasn't a present. Oh, it wasn't a present. Okay. When you've opened something else then, what would, how did you express it? What did you do? Well, yelled. You yelled really loud? Like, what? Not really loud. Not really loud. Uh, Okay, all right. Not even that, but... <laughs> Not even that. Did you ooh and ah? No. Oh. What about you? Have you ooed and ahed over anything? Oh, that's awesome. I don't really know when I got Scarlet because I was about eight months old. Oh, well, that would be a little too young to ooh and ah, right? <laughs> With like coo and ka, maybe. Not. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so whenever you get stuff like that, right, and maybe at some point you've said, whoa, that's so cool, right? That's awesome, all right? Hopefully you've had that experience, right? Because I think a child that has uh, a life built on trust and dependence means they're set free to express something that as adults we have a hard time doing. And it's wonder. It's wonder. I always love to see little kids open presents or take them to a new place. You ever been to a place and you're like, oh my goodness, look at that beautiful thing, whatever it is, whether it's art or a mountain or a river. It's like, oh, wow, right? It just takes your breath away. I always, little, I always love to see little kids when they experience that, when they, when they ooh and they ah. They, they could be amazed, right, by some of the, even the simplest things, it seems like, sometimes. Adults in the room, and me, I had to think about this this week. Do you remember the last time you were amazed by something to the point where you went, ah, or ooh? <laughs> you remember, remember the last time you did that? I've never done that. You've never, you have done that, hush. <laughs> Anybody else? As an adult, when's the last time you did that? Nobody remembers. No, it's been a long time, hasn't it? Maybe, right? For me, it was. For me, it was like, oh my goodness, that was, I don't remember the last time I went, wow, that's impressive, right? It's probably been a while. But Jesus drew crowds because he was full of wonder. He was full of wonder. Mark 6, 2, right? It says, on the Sabbath, it's going to be up here for you. He began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished, saying, what did they say? Where did this man get these things? What is the wisdom given to him? How are such mighty works done by his hands? In other words, who is this guy, right? He's amazing. He's amazing. His words, his ways, his demeanor, the miracles, they're all captivating. They're all just awe-inspiring. And those closest to him learned to trust and depend on him. When they did that, their lives were full of moments where their eyes were open wide and wonder. They're like, wow, we have seen things I can't even explain. I'm just amazed by what they can do. He says adults would become jaded. We become just disillusioned skeptics. We become prisoners, I think, of the ordinary and the unimaginative. But being like a child in God's family means being full of wonder, full of wonder. So when you see Jesus doing wonders in your life and you hear him speak through his word, you should begin to be moved to ooh and to ah again, to see the world and the God who has wonderfully made it. It's full of beauty, full of wonder. All right. Thank you, guys. Let's get you guys off stage. You guys are fantastic. Again, two rounds through. That's perfect. Good job.
Excellent, excellent, excellent. Fantastic. All right. So let's take a minute and summarize all this to answer our question. Why kids? Two-year-old parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, whoever have been around your two-year-old counterparts. Why, Jesus? Why, Lord, do we have these kids? What Jesus shows us is that in children of all ages, they're here to point us to the truth. They're here to point us, really, to salvation. They're to point us to faith in him. And their lives represent what we're called to be and to do, which is trusting God, depending on him for all things, and living our lives in awe of him. So next time you scream, why? Remember, (laughs) one, that they're really a blessing, and that God has given them to remind us of who we're called to be. Big thanks again, last big hand, for all our kids this morning. You guys did fantastic, such a great job. Perfect. Thank you so much. For those, we're going to wrap this up so we do it every single week, guys and gals. For those who are seeking, right? For those maybe who are listening in for the first time and you, you sat through this and, 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 and you, you tolerated me as we went through this process, I appreciate your patience as we try to look at how God has designed us and, and designed us to be like kids. I pray it was rewarding to you, but I pray that as you're looking at that and you're listening to that, you're like, man, why haven't I been more in awe of things? Or why can't I trust? Or why am I not dependent? And you're thinking, well, that's something I really need in my life, that maybe I, I, I need to. It's not maybe. I need to make a commitment to Jesus. As, as he brought the kids in, I need to be brought in to this new family. And we want to give you a chance to do that this morning. It starts, it, all it is, all faith in, in God is, is trust. It's trust. It's looking and examining that evidence, believing that he existed, that he lived, died, and rose again. Jesus did as a real person, and that he died for you on the cross, and on the cross he took on all your mess, all the times you've messed up, all your, all your skeptical disillusionment in your adulthood, and he took all that on, and he died in love for you so that you could be set free to live a whole new life like a child in a new family. And all you have to do is trust that he did that, and trust that he's going to take care of you day in and day out. And so if you're ready to trust him this morning with a childlike trust, we're going to give you a chance to do that in just a minute. For believers this morning, in person, once we're done singing, I would really appreciate it. Two things. Kids, I'd appreciate it if you would kind of hang out kind of where you are so adults know where to find you because I want you to do something special this morning. I want to encourage everyone here, every adult here, to take a minute and talk to one of these children. All right? A lot of you do it already, so you guys are doing a great job. But make sure you talk to them for just a minute. Ask them one question, right? Just engage them in some way before you leave today. And I don't want you to really talk to them. I want you to really listen carefully how they respond because I want you to, what I want you to do is I want you to capture a childlike moment. I want you to capture it this morning. I want to take it with you this week so you can be more easily reminded of what we're supposed to be like. All right? So find a kid, mine or, or the Newtons, they did a great job. Find them before you leave. Connect with them and just, just listen to them talk for just a minute. If they, if they go on and on, my kids go on and on. If my kids go on and on for, for uh, the, however many minutes, just soak it up. Take it with you this week. And remember, that's how we're supposed to be. Remember the awe and the wonder and the simple things, the trust, the dependence. For those of you online, hey, find, find someone in your family or someone you know this week. Call them, video chat with them, find a way to talk to them and really connect with them this week and cherish that moment again because that's what it's being about, right? Getting into the kingdom of God is being like that child. So spend that time, absorb it, soak it up, so you become a little more like them this week. All right? Amen? Amen. All right, let's pray this morning.
For those of you online and in person, as we're getting ready to wrap it up, if you're ready to commit to trust to following Christ with all you got, we're going to give you that chance here right now. We're going to say this uh, as prayer, but it's just talking to Jesus. Right? It's just, just crying out to God. All right, we're going to do this together. You can just say it in your head as I say it out loud. Dear Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you lived and died for me, that you loved me enough to do that. I've been unloved in so many ways and have not loved others the way I should, but today I understand that you've done this, this amazing thing, given this amazing gift, and I want to put my trust in you. I want to live depending on you because all other things seem to fall apart. I want to be in awe and wonder of you in my life. If that's you this morning as we are still has eyes shut and heads bowed in house and those in your home as you're listening, I just want to encourage you, if you responded to that prayer, I just want you to just slip your hand up. I don't want to call you out or look, put you on the spot, just so I can follow up with you. And if you're online, like or love a comment, we want to follow up with you too in this moment. Don't miss this either. Amen. Amen. For believers and everyone else as we close, Lord, we thank you, Jesus, that you've given us kids. So many times in my life, and I know I, I believe I, I speak for many people, where we say, why, God, why in the world have you done this? <laughs> why have I, why do I have to go through this? Or why have I put my parents through it? But God, you reminded us this morning as you reminded your disciples that day that children are a blessing, that they're a value, that they're of infinite worth and attention and love. And that you love us that same way as parents love children. And God, that we are to love you the same way that, that our kids love us. So God, I pray we do a better job of that this week. Lord, I pray that we do a better job of trusting you, depending on you in all things. And God, being in wonder, being in childlike wonder of what you've done in our lives, that we continually look to you and say, man, thank you, Jesus, for this today. That was so great. That was so awesome. Such a great job. Thank you for doing this for me or in my life or for someone else in my life. Lord, let us be always looking to you to love, trust, believe, depend, and be in wonder of you in all things. And show it and share it with others this week. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, everybody. Thank you guys so much for being online with us. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled program next week uh, as we move on from kids, and we're going to brothers and sisters. So hopefully you're ready for that. All of you have brothers and sisters we just talked about today, that every brother and sister gets along great, right? <clears throat> it's the dust. Yes, they do. Perfect. So we're going to talk about it next week. Thank you for hanging out with us. See you at 10 a.m. next Sunday. Hey, in person, come get some coffee and donuts. Uh, hang out with us in person next week if you can or online. We'd love to see you back then. And Thursday, 630 for prayer meeting. Have a blessed week. See you guys next time.